love it. What an exciting time. Well, without further ado, let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. My name is Jason Verners. I'm the head of outreach here at BitLectro Labs. I'm joined on stage with some team members. You got Gabriel Allred and you got G. This is so exciting. You also have Paul from NFT Buzz. Welcome to Topical Tuesdays, where we like to host a topical conversation every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. And today is a is a very special conversation that we are so excited to have with y'all today. Today is about photo NFTs. So without further uh, ado, I would like to introduce to you uh, my teammate, the co-founder of Bitlectro Labs. Please welcome to the stage, maybe throw some hearts up onto the stage for him. Please welcome Gabriel Allred, ladies and gentlemen, to the stage. Good morning, good sir. Good morning. Every week he doxes me and I don't appreciate it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've been well doxed for forever. Um, welcome everybody. We're here to talk photography NFTs, which admittedly, um i have a little bit of knowledge on uh not a ton i do not purport to be a good photographer i'm a mere hobbyist but i am around quite a few good photographers like marshall and chris so it's exciting to get some insight from the other panelists here and those that are professional photographers and have some deep knowledge of the space so i'm looking to learn some stuff today and i'm sure jason and g and paul are on the same page as me um should we kick this off, get some intros going here, and uh, we'll take it around, and then um, then we'll start with uh, some questions that we've prepared for the panel. So uh, if you would, um, anyone can start. I'm going to call him Matt first, actually, because I just said anyone can start, but I'll, I'm going to call him Matt because he's the leftmost on my screen. So if you wouldn't mind, give yourself a um, quick 30-second intro to the panel, uh, maybe your background what it is you currently do in the NFT space, big things you're working on. Give us a, give us a 10,000 foot overview, and then we're gonna drill down and make sure that um, uh, we go into detail about everyone's projects over the course of the hour. All right, sounds good. Um, from 10,000 feet, uh, I'm Matthew, I'm a photographer. Um, I shoot mostly four by five, and I've been um, working on a project of, or um uh older gay men uh and uh based in new york and la and um yeah that's about that's about ten thousand feet all right on. someone care to jump in i see uh marshall your your next matt so go ahead copy that uh my name is Marshall Shuttle. Uh, I often land from 10,000 feet in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I constantly travel in and out of. I'm a working photographer. Uh, and I've been uh, in the game probably like 16, 17 years. And uh, I travel around the world for, you know, like fine artwork, quote unquote, uh, editorial work. And uh, now I'm working uh, pretty, pretty heavy duty with uh, KGP NFT. Wonderful. Thank you. Marshall and uh, Casey, give us your intro. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Casey. I am a photographer uh, based and from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, my work is mostly with film, 35 millimeter and medium format. Um, I have a couple of projects out, but what I mostly attempt to do with my work is kind of focus uh, intensely on just what is immediately around me and try to uh, offer kind of like the time and temperature of a place um, 
the built environment fascinates me and uh, people's people's relationship to it. And um, yeah, just kind of like capturing the intimacy of what is just overwhelmingly ordinary. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I do. Very nice. And I see uh, Chris has joined us. Chris, give us your introduction. What's up, y'all? Um, my name is Chris Graves, and I'm a photographer and publisher based in New York City, Queens to be exact. And I, on the photography side, I make landscapes and portraits, usually about American societal problems. And um, and on the publishing side, I run uh, two pu like two book publishing companies, one devoted to photography and one devoted to people of color, as well as I'm a curator for or run the curation at Quantum Art, which is an NFT platform, pretty new, about three or f I guess four months old. And now we're working with KGP NFT. I think um, Marshall's taken the lead on KGP NFT. So um, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, a, you know, everyone else has taken a huge lead on it and I'm really happy with what's going on. So. Thanks for having me. Most excellent. Thank you, Chris. And uh, Aaron. Yeah, hey everyone. Uh, my name is Aaron Ferguson. I'm a lens-based artist in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, I don't really have a particular um, like format that I that I stick to. I'm kind of kind of all over the place. I've done scenography, iphonography, digital, uh, film. Um, I, that's just kind of part of my my process is like um, kind of like playing ex and experimenting with different um, types of photography, I suppose. Um, as for uh, what my work is mostly about lately anyway, is, um, about, I would, I would describe it as like conceptual topography, um, where it's basically like exploring a conceptual theme through like a repetitive topology type of project. And usually it's centered around, um, myself and coming to terms and processing, uh, my, um, my diagnosis with type one diabetes and, um, just kind of like refinding, um, who I am, I suppose, I guess is how I would describe that. Awesome. Thank you for that intro. And, uh, last Thanks. but certainly not least, uh, Felix. Hey man, thank you so much for inviting me up to the stage. My name is Felix Deneme. I'm, uh, photographer based out of Ottawa, Canada. I, my format, my, my medium is mostly film, and that ranges from anywhere between half frame all the way down to half, half frame, all the way up to, you know, four by five and eight by 10. I shoot, shoot it all. I like it. Um, currently in the NFT space, I'm working a lot with, um, as a contributor for Obscura DAO, uh, an organization dedicated to funding photographers' projects and uh, onboarding more artists into the space, as well as introducing or making NFT work make its way to the real world. Um, currently working on a project with Oliver Dahl called Carousel Curated, and that is essentially creating the largest online digital archive of vintage slide film that's found, uh, either in like thrift stores or in attics and whatnot. Um, that's going to be dropping soon with Obscura, so if anyone's not familiar with that organization, I highly recommend checking that out now. My own personal work um, that bounces between, you know, exploring perception in photography and like how photography can do that, but also um, how photography or the visual language of it influences my memory 
my own memory, my own experiences, uh, how I recollect them, and also how I can use photography to explore my older memories that maybe I'm out of touch with, or, you know, explore things that are going on with me subconsciously, and then kind of like meditate on that later on. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm really looking forward to digging more into that. Now, before Gabe throws out the first question for the whole panel, I just want to take a moment to say at the end of the show today, we're going to have a POAP for everyone in the room. So please stick till the end of the show where you get to hear the secret phrase. And one last person, I would love to introduce yourself uh, to the rest of the room. Paul from NFT Buzz, feel free, unmute, say hello to the rest of the room and, and chat about how excited you are to learn about some photo NFTs today. Yeah. Hey, GM guys, it's Paul here. I'm a collector since 2020, crypto since 2017. And like, we got some heavy hitters in here. I'm really excited to hear from you guys. Thanks for joining us, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without further ado, Gabe, take the first question away. I'm excited to learn. Right on. So uh, this is a panel question. Um, and yes, we do plan these. This might be a little broad, but um yeah, this is a topic that's it's maybe new to many in the room here. Um, and admittedly, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm still a novice learning about the photography space specifically um, in NFTs, right? So the Electro is a generative collection, uh, very different um, than what we're seeing in the photo space. But we're starting to see how big photography is becoming within NFTs. So open question for everyone. Like, what's the what's the state? Give us the state of the union on NFTs uh, specifically pertaining to photo photography right now. Are we in an early phase where we're starting to see broader collectors, broader adoption? Are we right in the midst of a boom? Have we gone through a hype cycle? Uh, what, where do you see the space right now? Uh, give us your general thoughts. Anyone on the panel? Yeah, can I uh, can I hit that first? Absolutely. For sure, yeah. Um, I mean, just being immersed in the photography space day in and day out, that's kind of like my bread and butter. Like, I do like you know, the PFPs kind of like, you know, my, my current PFP and whatnot, but just being around photographers, being around all the stuff that's going behind the scenes, I think we're primed and ready for a boom in photography. I mean, we're seeing um, some incredible projects coming up that are really innovative. Um, you know, like the 10K project from August Sanders from Fellowship, that was incredible. We're seeing another 10K project for photography dropping soon. That's really interesting. Um, but we're also seeing a lot of the some really like we're seeing photography be validated by uh, photography at NFTs being validated by, you know, renowned artists in the space. We're seeing artists like Alex Soth, Stephen Shore joining the space, which is incredible. Um, and I think right now, like we're really, really early to the if anyone's getting it, wants to get into photography right now, you're still pretty early. And uh, I think some exciting things are coming up over the horizon. Awesome. Uh, anyone else want to chime in here? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll jump in. So I, I kind of feel like uh, the state we're at right now is this really exciting phase where it's, um, you know, a lot of people came in uh, in the early to late winter of uh, 2021 and found some success and ended up creating a lot of these different DAOs and platforms, uh, you know, like Quantum, Assembly, Fellowship, Scura and you know raw dow and so we, now we're kind of seeing like the the result of that really crazy year kind of cycling into this next new thing we're seeing some new collectors and new patrons and new artists kind of come into the photo space so there's a lot of excitement around that so i think we're seeing kind of the the fruition of this like first wild year kind of come to pass 
And now we're kind of like entering into this new phase where we're going to get a whole new wave of collectors, a whole new wave of artists. And photography is really going to have, uh, I think, a, a pretty, pretty crazy year. And I yeah, think that crazy. I, oh, sorry, Donna. Oh, Aaron, please. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I agree. Like, we're, I think it's important to keep in context that we are incredibly early. Um, as, as an example, you know, um, uh, just kind of to, to elaborate on some of that, uh, the points about DAOs. Um, for, for example, there was one DAO, if you recall, at the end of the year gas DAO that like you could claim uh, gas tokens if you had spent more than like 1,559 US dollars in, in uh, gas. And, you know, there were only like 50,000 wallets, I think, that actually claimed that, right? Uh, so, so there's obviously that's not a snapshot of the whole Ethereum user base, but it's like those are quite active accounts, right? And then from those collectors who are actively collecting photography, I think is is quite uh, quite a um, reduced number from that fifty thousand. So we're quite early. There's there's not really a whole lot of collection of photography yet. Um, and that's something that I always try to remind myself and also other photographers who are in the space when, um, when like struggling to kind of like have a lot of momentum going, um, it's, we're really, really early. Um, in my opinion, anyway, I, maybe, maybe I'm completely in a blind spot, but I'm, I'm interested what, uh, what the rest of the panel has to say too. I would say that, um, yeah, of course we're early, but we were, a lot of us were early last March also. I think that early is just like relative at this point. Uh, most people will just not be involved until someone makes them be involved. And that's fine for all the photographers that are here already because it gives us, you know, more opportunities to make income. Um, so, <laughs> so screw it. I mean, like at this point, if you don't want to, if we, if you have gone through the last year, I mean, I'd take this a little bit more harshly, but if you've gone through the last year and seen the sales and everything else that's happened with NFT space and you still don't care, then just keep not caring. Uh, and that makes, that makes it better for everybody else trying to make money in this space. Cause once, once it is truly like the whole world is upon us and all of the major galleries, not even major galleries, but like museums, APs, the Getty images and all these people that have millions of images online are starting to sell their works for $10 a piece. It's going to change the entire marketplace. So I would say, you know, now's the time. And, um, even if there is no, um, Truly, uh, markets are based on community, and uh, if you build a community, then you may be able to sell something, especially if you have work that people want to buy. So I don't think that it's about if NFT or Ethereum is down or up, or if there's a market that's booming or not. None of that means that you'll be selling more, even if the market was booming. So for me, it's like build a community and try to sell to the people that you can sell to and find a price point that works for all of you, and then maybe you'll make enough money. And it's, of course, not all about money. but um, you know, half and half. I yeah, mean, well I, I believe that. Well, I just I believe that artists should should get paid. I think there's this like, like I'm very like, you know, I think too many people in the art world are are like very anti market, which prevents a lot of people from you know getting involved. But um, I'm very pro like getting artists paid because that's how like good art is going to continue to be made. Like, I think that's one of the things that 
um, about the photography like market um, in NFTs that's sort of happening, um, especially for me now that I'm so interested in because, um, you know, for so long, I think so many photographers really struggled to make any money um, in this field. And now that they're um, finally getting paid, I think we're going to see a lot of really amazing photography coming out, you know, over the next year, over the next two years, over the next five years that um, people aren't really ready for. Like, I'm super excited for the future of all this. There's some good takes. And I, I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Artists deserve to get paid. Um, and th there often seems to be a weird almost dichotomy among um, at least artists that I speak to occasionally where there there is an anti-market sentiment sometimes. And yet, uh, culturally, we don't uh, give enough patronage to artists, uh, nor are there enough uh, you know, artist endowments in North America specifically, you know, that we need, we need means for these uh, individuals, for artists, photographers, et cetera, creators to, to make a solid living and to keep producing things that enrich our lives. Uh, I'm going to pass it to uh, Wilson, to uh, G that uh, has a question for the panel as well. GM, GM, everybody. I think this uh, segs perfectly into the next question here. Uh, in Web 2, uh, photographers had to hustle to get their work seen on Instagram. Now in Web 3, uh, photographers have a much more direct link to the community and collectors through Twitter, uh, Discord, and other communities. Uh, could the panel please weigh in on their opinion if NFT photography is a, a new medium or simply a means of distribution? Uh, anyone can take that. It's both. I mean, it, it has to be both. I mean, it is a new medium because it didn't exist before. And there's a lot of people uh, making money in a different way, especially on a different currency. So it's definitely that. And then, yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the, you can, uh, and actually I've even done this too. Uh, like some collections I've looked at almost like as a, a, digital representation of like a physical prints of the same work that I have. But then in other work, I've actually taken some of the mechanics of how like pricing and these sort of things work in the NFT space. And I've actually basically made that part of the work itself as well. Um, so the fact that that it's like digital and it's coded like you can you can add on more um well i hate to use the term but uh, i don't know how else i would say it <laughs> utility um to to um photography that you can't in real life like for example my my most recent collection that is, uh i've just got one piece left um, I did like a like a stepladder type pricing where as the as the perspective of the the subject uh, expanded, the value of what I was listing it for uh, went up. And that was t as like a, a way of enhancing the concept behind the work. But there's no way that a gallery would have let me sell a print for 14 cents like they're not going to let me hang a print on their wall for and charge 14 cents for it like um so uh because you know that well or if they do they're <laughs> they're gonna make me pay them uh you know um far more than what i'm gonna make from that 14 cent sale so it, like it gives us a little bit more freedom to 
to go outside of what the the traditional boundary with just like physical print uh work has been um and then also like what you were saying um you can you can work participation from your community into the work as well which was a lot harder in web 2 like um case in point i mean felix uh won an nft of mine that i had put QR codes out around the city hidden uh, in like an urban area uh, where if you went around on this scavenger hunt and found them all, you won a, an NFT from a collection of mine. Um, so um, yeah, it, it just kind of like, it can, it can be just a, in my opinion anyway, it can be just a distribution but it can it also is flexible enough that it can be more than that too if the artist wants to to do that yeah I, I would agree with that i mean it's the same kind of thing with any way of presenting art like there are a lot of really great photographers who um you know post their work to instagram and call it a day or really great photographers who put their work in frames and put it on the wall and you know call it a day and there will be really great photographers who, you know, just put their work up for sale on some platform and, you know, call it a day. But I think the best artists and the best projects and the best stuff that we're going to see is stuff that really takes advantage of the malleability of blockchain and, the, you know, what's really happening here. People who are thinking about these things more holistically, people who are engaging the community and, you know, on Twitter all the time and really kind of thinking about their work in the many dimensions that are now available to us. That's uh, that's wonderful. It's it's an exciting time for sure. Oh, I see. Uh, Marshall had something to say. Go for it, Marshall. Yeah, no, it's just I think that th th it's a really interesting sentiment um, from the panel as far as like a kind of straddling the line. But I think that that really speaks to the fact that like photography has always been it's been born out of technological innovation and photography more so than most other art mediums has always evolved rapidly alongside and parallel with technological innovation. So it's like it's always kind of been linked at the hip with like an ever expanding kind of tool set. Um, that really kind of changes what it is. I mean, in, in the sense, it's like, you know, you didn't see like a renaissance of sculptors or painters that were born out of like the printing press, you know, and it's like, you know, in, even in the sense that photography was born out of the ability to start producing images in the way that they were done. So I think that we're kind of seeing it right now as both. And I think that probably speaks to the fact, in my opinion, that we're kind of entering into a new phase of like how this technology is actually going to evolve what we kind of think of photography. So I think that's really interesting and exciting. Web3 photo renaissance. Very nice. I'm loving this conversation so far, everybody. I want to dig in a little bit deeper with some uh, individual questions now. And I want to chat for the next question with Felix. Felix, you've had some great um, successes early on, and now you're doing some great things with the Obscura DAO specifically. Can you give us some detail on your background in the space, how you got involved, your early successes, and what eventually led to working with the photography DAO? Kind of paint me that picture and give me the story. I would love to learn some more. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Jason. So I actually got into NFTs uh, from that scavenger hunt that Aaron was talking about earlier. Like, Aaron was getting into the medium, and... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, 
you know, he was telling me about it and explained like how important it was to him. And so he put out the scavenger hunt and I was like, well, I got to go do this. And so I like, hunted around the city, spent like an afternoon out in the rain, scanning QR codes like a weirdo uh, downtown and uh, got this first NFT. And then, you know, I kind of sat on it for a bit. And but then, you know, as I talked to Aaron more and more, I started to realize, oh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense for photography to get into. So I started publishing my work. My first project was... Um, was called Blue Hour, and it essentially explored how I used photography to create a narrative out of candid situations. Um, that sold out pretty quickly. I think it sold out within two weeks. Uh, the current floor is like, you know, is pretty good, and <clears throat> so that was kind of like my, my early success. And then I started going into well. Then I started as I was in the space a little bit more. I started to see. Um, how there was a focus for one of one project or one of one pieces, not you know seeing a project as a whole. So that's when I got into shooting my second collection, um, Second Glance, which is using half frames to kind of show how photography is, you know, can be seen with pairing images or you know creating a sequence of images. So that was my next project that has done fairly well. It's like halfway sold out at the moment. Um, I got involved with the DAO through one of their projects called. Who we are, which is a really fantastic uh, experience, where they essentially gave photographers who applied and got accepted a grant of a thousand dollars to go out and photograph members of the Web three community. So you know, I photographed Aaron, which I really loved that portrait. That was a really amazing experience. But I also got to travel using the grant, which is, you know, I remember you know being in university and being in a, a photography class or a photography history class, hearing about. Magnum photographers and Nat Geo photographers and seeing and thinking, oh, well, you know, that was kind of the golden age of photography and it's too bad that's over. You can't, you know, just get a commission to go and do this kind of stuff anymore. It's really difficult. And it was amazing to kind of have that experience with Obscura Dow. So I got immediately really invested into it. And then um, one of the other members of the project, Oliver Dahl, that I met through it, uh, him and I were chatting about, you know, our passion for photography, what we collect, and we started talking about uh, how we both collect slide film and how slide film is really interesting because with photography, we consume it as prints or books, which is kind of like a replication of the film. And so slide film is kind of like the one of one of physical photography. It's actually the film that sat in the camera when the photo was made. And so we thought, oh, this would be super cool to make a project with we approached obscure doubt and now you know a month later here we are sifting through a thousand submissions and you know curating a project which is really exciting awesome thank you for that that's been some fascinating details there not only on nfts but also on uh, uh certain nuances to photography whether it's slide film or various formats awesome um <laughs> I've got a question for uh, Casey. Um, so you've got a collection uh, on one of my favorite cities, CDMX or Mexico City that released this year. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this collection? Uh, also tell us about how you're finding your audience and what the whole experience uh, in releasing collections or photo series as NFTs has looked like for you. Um, okay, yeah, uh, I think I'll speak to uh, the the audience question first. Um, I think like it's happened very organically for me, very slowly. Um, I just joined the NFT space in October of last year. 
so still like fairly new um, and very much in a learning learning phase. But yeah, it's been 100% for me about just sharing work and authentically like making connections and finding a community. Um, and that's how I found, you know, any interest at all in what I share. So that's been really great. Probably the best part of uh, this whole experience for me. But um, yeah, the, the Mexico City work, um, this work was made in 2019. So a uh, pre-pandemic trip to Mexico City. And I spent about a week there. Um, I have spent quite a lot of time in Mexico in general. Um, it is by far my favorite place in the world. But yeah, Mexico City, this is the first time there. And just spent a week kind of roaming around and exploring with the camera and just trying to get a feel for what actually goes on, you know, in the day of a life for the people of that city, um, which is why you won't find any, you know, kind of like iconic images of things that you would normally see photos of and, you know, someone as a tourist in Mexico City. I, I try to maybe get to the heart of of the people in a place and just like capture those liminal moments of, of people's daily, daily life. And that's what I tried to do with this collection. Um, right now there are only four images, uh, but I intend for it to be a collection of eight total eventually. So slowly, slowly adding, um, to the collection, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your, uh, for your insight. Um, Marshall, um, you've produced a physical book with Chris Graves projects, uh, Morning Star, that is soon to become a digital NFT photo book. Uh, can you explain what it is you made with KGP? What makes this a unique offering in the current NFT space? And can you give us a roadmap for the project? Yeah, thank you. I, I have to admit something very quickly. I, this entire time, I thought it was Tropical Tuesdays, and I'm wearing a shirt that I, I now realize is inappropriate for this event. Um, I just need to put that out there because it's been very distracting for me to the audience. Uh, so moving forward, Tropical Tuesdays. Um, so It was the colors, man. It was the damn, <laughs> the colors of the invite. It felt like I was in Miami or some shit. I thought it was tropical this whole time. It's, that's intentional, uh, so it's okay. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Um, yeah, so no, I came into the space, uh, you know, early last winter with, uh, with, with Chris Graves and, um, you know, so we started, you know, utilizing all these one-to-one -one marketplaces. And so the, the interesting thing about this space is that like, you know, I think early on the marketplaces were kind of dictating how we were putting our work out there as, as, you know, these one-to-one -one images, but, um, you know, as photographers, half of my practice revolves around the idea of, you know, putting my work into books um, and sequence shows and, and narrative formats. And so that was kind of lacking as an option for us, you know, and also too just as a point of entry to, to be able to basically tell our stories. Cause you know, a lot of times as photographers, we, you know, sometimes we work on assignment or we work in, in individual images, but for myself personally, and a lot of other photographers, you know, we work in these, uh, these narrative sequences and these large, you know, grand sweeping stories that sometimes take, you know, years, decades to make. And, you know, so we, we realized that there was this real kind of lack of this ability to, as photographers, to put our entire stories 
um, you know, into a sequential format, into an entire package to give to, you know, to our audience to engage with. And, you know, I think in the NFT space, we see a lot of engagement as far as, you know, when it comes to Twitter spaces, Discord chats and rooms and outreach where it's these platforms for photographers and artists to connect with their audience and tell their story. But, and that's been great, you know, in the very early days of the Wild West. But, you know, as the space grows, it's harder and harder for audience to find, um, you know, the, the artists, you know, through the, all these different options. And it's harder for artists, you know, to connect with, with new collectors, new patrons, you know, in, you know, through these platforms. So it's like, we, we saw this very inherent need to provide an ability for artists to put out their full vision and to make that easily accessible, you know, for what will become their audience and new collectors to the space. So really what we're doing with books is basically we're bringing that over into the space as commodity. We're making limited edition NFT books, which are what, you know, they are what they, we, we, we say they are, we literally make them by hand, like on the digital press, they're hand signed, hand numbered, they exist as commodity. The data is tied to that token. And by doing this, we're basically giving an ability for, for new collectors uh, to basically come into the space, engage with photography, see entire series. And we're also giving artists the ability to say like, hey, like, you know, you don't have to base your workflow around having to tell your story, you know, full on in these spaces. You can put it out there, you know, with all your essays, you know, your work, you know, everything about you. And so we're really kind of hoping that this is going to be an exciting new entry point for all photographers uh, in, in the space. And we also think that it's gonna bring in, you know, a, a brand new kind of, you know, wave of collectors and patrons into engaging photography because we're giving them that, that point of entry, that access point. And of course, you know, we're so, we're so privileged to be working with Chris Graves, who's gonna be heading the curation as well as our amazing team, um, you know, and what he brings to the table as far as the artists and the titles that we're gonna introduce to the space uh, we couldn't be more excited about that, you know, you know, given his track record as well in, in all realms of, of the art world. Man, I am so excited about all this. I think that, um, you know, not only have I seen kind of this project come to life over the past couple of months, but as we kind of enter that final sprint and I, I pin the, the mint date up on, on the top of this this conversation as well as we get closer to the 25th i'm so excited to see more previews and more you know easter eggs kind of that you've laid out the roadmap and everything like that marshall i'm so stoked about this paul would love to get your thoughts as well on kgp nft would love to hear what you think about a photo book nft coming into the space yeah no we've talked about this in a different spaces and i'm, I'm super bullish i think bringing the these these stories that we capture in our, in these photos into a photo book and you're able to tell a full story i think it's super bullish i, I think that's really cool just, just to be able to hold on to it a lot of these photos are just you know in our wallets in our phones whatever but just once it's printed i think that that elevates it so much more well, it just, it, you know, let's, let's break this down a little bit more. The photo NFT space, so much of it is is made up of NFTs being a single image. And this allows creators to kind of share a longer narrative over multiple photos within a single NFT. And I find that so, so interesting. In fact, let's try to spin this into a question. For the whole panel, with most of the photo NFTs 
occurring in uh, one-of-one marketplaces. How do you handle creating and curating larger bodies of work? I'll kind of throw that out for the panel. Maybe, you know, Marshall, if you want to speak on it first and kind of, you know, toss it to some friends, I would love to hear some thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, we're in this really interesting, we're in this really interesting period where everything's like evolving. And so it's, it's, you know, I kind of think of it in the sense of like, when we all kind of came into this, you know, when I came into the space early on, it's like, you know, your options were getting on a curated platform that dealt mostly with digital art or, you know, being on OpenSea. And then, you know, foundation kind of emerged. And then eventually we got like collections and OpenSea allowed for tagging. And so it's like, there's been these, like these little baby steps along the way of like some of these platforms making concessions for us as artists. But I think that we're just, we're, we're just about to actually get started as far as like really making some changes that allow for artists to showcase themselves, you know, fully. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about showcasing, you know, and, and so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear with the rest of the panel, like how they wrestle with that idea of like, you know, you spend all this time on your work and you so carefully curate it for yourself and what that's as far as like how you have to translate it on these marketplaces where sometimes the the amount of control that you lose goes all the way down to I can't even on some of these one-to-one -one marketplaces I can't even control how these images are seen in sequence when they display for a viewer you know that isn't me they're based on like when they were sold or you know if they're available yeah no that's a really good point and uh that's kind of what I was trying to um, approach when I did second glance is really kind of get control back to the artist in terms of how the images are paired and sequenced. Uh, because I did notice when I did my first collection that I, I laid it out in a very specific method because it, it was kind of like my exploration of narrative and I wanted to lay it out almost like a, like a 70s thriller movie would be kind of, you know, sequenced. Um, but, you know, the opens, you just kind of jangled that all up. And so second glance is really born out of my frustration with that and now it's really exciting to see um you know like the new book project that's or that's being developed come out that's going to give artists a little bit more control and um yeah because the marketplaces are, are kind of frustrating at the moment um especially because you know if you're minting with OpenSea, for example you're minting with their specific contract you won't be able to go two different platforms if something else comes up that's that's available uh, and that's why i think it's really important also that photographers look into uh their own custom contracts word well thanks for your insight on that um got a got a individual question for um for matthew here um <clears throat> You've had a lot of success with your foray into NFT photography. Uh, the complicit collection is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Twitter's popping. You've also got a great show uh, called On Looking, which recently partnered with Assembly. Could you talk about growing your community of collectors and how that's extended to growing the greater NFT photography community with On Looking? Yeah. Um... I mean, so first of all, shout out to um, Laurent Chevalier and Nicosia Silvery, my uh, co-hosts for On Looking. Um, I think like when it comes to collectors, it's it's that's always been kind of a difficult thing for me because I've I'm just like not very good at um, I'm like generally kind of shy and like I don't really like to kind of like 
sell the work. I like to kind of like privately make the work. Um, but with the show on looking, I think, um, you know, it really just kind of started randomly because I um, wanted some help kind of uh, before my project came out to, you know, uh, get some more people to look at, you know, look at it and see it and, um, you know, hype it, I guess. But uh, I just kind of started talking um, in spaces and I came across uh, Akasia and Laurent and we just all got along super well. And, you know, when you read about um, like the history of art movements and like they're, you know, it's like, you know, Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald were just like hanging out at a bar and they like became friends. And then they, there's this whole literary movement. Like I never thought that that was actually a thing until I entered the metaverse and started interacting with all these amazing people. And we just started kind of getting along and building stuff together. And, um, you know, one space of like, you know, I think there were three people in, in our one of our first spaces and it just sort of um, grew from there. And I think, um, you know, to answer your question uh, about how the collectors and community gets built is just that like we, the three of us just kind of became friends. And I think this is like the major alpha for like anybody in the space is like just kind of when you find people that you really can connect with um, outside of the space, you really start to build um, bigger and better things within the space. And I think, you know, one of the big thing, one of the big pieces of advice that I would always give people is just like, um, you know, find relationships that will enhance your life outside of the space. And, you know, what you build within the space will be that much stronger because of that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's super interesting to see like um, how the space has been growing and how communities are forming organically, um, you know, both online and now uh, IRL with some, you know, I live in LA and I've seen some galleries uh, pop up like uh, I know uh, Chris recently had an uh, exhibit with Quantum uh, at Vellum and, um, you know, the, the kind of vibe I'm getting is this like super tight knit community kind of uh, almost like a, you know, contemporary kind of art salon or something of a similar kind of caliber, but uh, very, very cool nonetheless. Um, but yeah, I think um, Jason may have a question next. Oh no, Gabe, sorry, go for it, Gabe. Yeah, uh, this is for uh, Chris. If he's, if he's still with us, I hope so. Um, so tell us what it's like being a curator in this space. We know you curate and have a major influence, uh, both for Quantum as well as the upcoming KGP NFT. Um, can you tell us more about this experience and how it compares to conventional physical book publishing? Well, good question. I think, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I think that the everything is very similar because I'm, talking to the same uh i only like the art i like right so it's the same general artwork that i'm feeling for and trying to put into uh, trying to figure out if there's a way to create funds for that artwork really so with books it's more um i can do whatever i want 100 percent because i run the company so i can say like we are making this book we are not making that book so that gives me a kind of complete control of what we put um, put forward as books. As as a curator for the space, I mean, Quantum specifically, it's a little bit more broad than that because it's not, it can't only be what I like. Um, I just have to 
hope that the work is strong and and resonates with with a, a world full of people that I've never met before. So it's a very different it's a very different way to curate. I mean, my my customers through book companies are people that have either bought from me before, know I exist, um, or know the artist. Those are like the three ways you sell books, especially and as well as like museums and institutions stuff like that. But this space is pretty much very um a random c collector from brazil or S south korea or anywhere in the world that i've never met before and never had a conversation with and how do i get them to feel for a piece of art it's definitely different i mean yeah so there how do you how do i do it i mean i have a team that we work with and we're we're t talking back and forth about all the art for quantum like you know, we get hundreds of submissions every week and we're choosing, you know, we only launched like maybe one and maximum of two projects per week as photographer, like in the photography section of the website. I mean, of course, right now uh, it's only photography, but that's also growing um, due to like we're, our, we're building spaces in Los Angeles and maybe other places around the world very soon. So we're getting we're growing. So it's different because I have to um, think about a full world of people looking at the art versus just my small community of photo book, um, book people. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And re really interesting. And I'm really excited to see these kind of physical locations that you're working on, Chris, kind of pop up more, you know, around the world. And I say pop up in air quotes because I know it's a massive effort to put these things together, but I am so excited to see exactly what you're saying. All of these, moments of curation between yourself and your whole you know other team and how that pivots to showcasing for a larger audience that might not necessarily be just a you know specific nft collector you're kind of trying to attract maybe a larger audience with with some of these physical locations i'm really excited to see what you do with those so very cool thank you for the insight on that um I want yeah to it should be fun you know like the thing is like uh yeah we'll see what happens i mean like hell we're, we're doing this with the we're um we don't know what will happen. We've been really happy that people have uh, been around to support us so far, and we try to do well for our community, and that's pretty much what we're doing. Like, if we can continue to work with the community and make like keep people happy, then we have a future. Well, and I love the way you're saying of, like, I don't know what's going to happen, because in a good way, that doesn't give you a ceiling at all, right? Like, like the world is your oyster, and you can decide where in the world you would like to put, you know, a quantum gallery and whatever you want to put inside of that. And I think that that, um, the ability to kind of choose your own path and, and decide what this looks like is really cool. So I'm really stoked to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I we'll we'll see. We'll see. I think I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to um it's going to open up artists to a different, you know, I think photo is still like we said, smaller than any other piece of the, I mean, look, how much money does a PFP make versus photography drop? So when we start to when we if we can get that big then um or that uh momentous then it's going to be a, a, a different world. Very cool. Well, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to watch it all unfold. Uh, thank you for that, Chris. I want to spin a question over to Aaron here for a second. Aaron, you started working in space fair, fairly, uh, fairly early on, and you saw a great deal of success with your scanography. Can you uh, break down what the experience has been like combining analog approaches into a natively digital space? And tell me a little bit about what you're presently working on and your kind of, you know, let's go short-term goals for Web3. We know the space moves so fast. So show me yeah. a what your next couple of months looks like. Yeah. Uh, it, so I think, I, I actually think like Chris Marshall and I 
and Matthew all kind of joined roughly at around the same time, I think. Like Mar March of 2021 was when I minted my first work. Um, and uh, basically during the beginning of the pandemic, I had really wanted to do some high resolution still life work, but I had a, um, a four by five field camera that I'd ordered from the UK on, on like delayed back order due to the supply chain issues during the pandemic. So I just kind of thought, all right, well, like what's something that I could do that would be like high detail work. And that was when I realized, well, I've, I've got this flatbed scanner here for scanning film. Um, it's basically a really high resolution digital camera. It, it just functions slightly differently, but um, an end result is still a really detailed image that comes out. So uh, I started working on this project uh, kind of like while I was in isolation um, and uh, so yeah, I, I minted that on OpenSea when, when I had kind of first been exploring the space a little and realized that there was next to no scanography in the space at all. And, um, I, I have a technology background too. I'm, I'm, uh, I went to school as a software developer as well as, um, for photography. So this space is kind of this like pretty incredible confluence of my two like really huge interests, which are technology and, and art. And, um, uh, I, so that project sold out. Um, I mean, it was a lot of work because coming into the space, especially with conceptual work, um, uh, like um, I think it was Marshall that was saying earlier how how some of the platforms it's pretty difficult for photographers to really get a lot of um, like eyes on their work and and you're almost like acting as your own search engine in a lot of ways on on social media um, but you know I I would say in all honesty I probably made every mistake that I could probably make releasing that work just like learning in the space by doing um, but uh, that's kind of the nature of being so early is like you're you're going acting on the best info that you have at the time and continuing to grow and evolve so I've, I've released a couple of projects since muted as well I I released a another project uh, GM which was just shot on conceived and shot on 35 millimeter film one day when I was out for a walk and saw um, just spray painted the letters GM on the sidewalks to mark where gas mains were for for um, uh, like street renovations being done and and so I just realized that that could be another conceptual topography type of project um, then then I shot um, perspective almost kind of in response to a lot of dialogue that I was seeing in the space about like what it you know like lots of arguments over what is art what isn't art what's the like what makes good photography what doesn't and um even just like the broader picture of um I think nfts are kind of bridging these these two different things, which is cryptocurrency and art, which are both so subjective. 
um, and and then you you've almost like created this like hyper subjective thing with this like cryptocurrency tokenized art. Um, and so the project was just about like having a wider, wider understanding that like, you know, not just our own value systems are, are valid and that there are plenty of other people out there who find value and, and are excited and interested in things. Um, I've got, as for like my next work, I've got a lot of backlog. Um, I spent, I spent a lot of the last few years being really sick, unknowing, unknowingly living with type one. So um, I've got quite a bit of a backlog to work through probably and, and to kind of get my feet underneath of me. But I'm, I'm hoping to move more and more into being full time in the Web3 space and, and full time in art. Um, I've, I've kind of explained it to people who've asked me this before, where um, I never really, I've never really felt like I belong in like my traditional uh, software development career as a software developer. And I've never really felt like I, like I've belonged um, like as an artist in like web two um, and web three just seems to bring, bring these two parts of me together in this like perfect way where like I, I wake up and I'm just on Twitter and I'm on different marketplaces looking at work that people are putting out all the time. And I think what Felix was saying, how it's, it's almost kind of like we're in like a different type of golden age. Um, again, it, I don't know if I would go that far, but it really feels like we're, we're reinventing what, what photography and art is. And, um, so I guess I can't really con concretely answer your question other than my, my vision is to be even more involved in the space than I already am, um, which I'm already quite involved, but <laughs> I'm looking to be here full-time, hopefully by the end of the year and, and not have anything else taking any of my time. That, that would be my big goal. I, I would say just to be able to focus on, on web three and communities and, and my art all in this space. Very, very awesome. Good. Thank you for the insight on that. I'm going to throw it back over to Gabe here as well. That was a wonderful response. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to uh, give a question to uh, Casey. I want to know more about your Way Down Here collection um, and tell us more about your process in capturing daily life in uh, Louisiana, New Orleans specifically. Um, also, um, tell us what the future looks like for you in 2022 specifically regarding photography and nfts give us a rundown on what your what your goals and uh, what you're currently working on um yeah okay so uh way down here was actually my genesis collection i guess you would call it um it's uh, a body of work that spans uh 2018 to current um yeah and you know it's just it's the city I've, I live in and grew up in. Um, it's a very old city. It's a very difficult city um, to live in. Never been quite sure why they call it the Big Easy because it is quite small and quite difficult. But um, yeah, it's, it's essentially just uh, me trying to capture the essence of, of 
this city in terms of like its people and the neighborhoods here, which um, are just so vibrant and full of life, even though I don't know if you dig into the, the photos, really, um, you can see quite a bit of struggle um, and quite a bit of resiliency. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was trying to capture with that collection. It is uh, insanely beautiful to me, just uh, especially because of how lived in these these places are um, that exist here. But yeah, that's um, that's what I was doing there. And as far as um, 2022 for me, I'm working on my first uh, portraiture collection. It's not it's not really been easy at all because um, I've tried I'm trying to approach it environmentally um, and you know capturing capturing people that I am close to and have close relationships with um, in their chosen environment where they feel the most like themselves. Um, but yeah, it's it's proven to be very difficult. It's not what I normally do, but it's something that uh, I'm really focused on um, trying to develop like as far as a, a skill set goes. Yeah, so I, I hope to maybe maybe get that collection together. But towards the end of this year and, and hopefully uh, put it on the blockchain because, you know, I, I would like to see more uh, portrait photography in the space. You know, like Matthew does an insane job at this. But um, yeah, that's somewhere that's somewhere I would like to go. I would like to explore. Um, it's also very reflective for me uh, and very introspective. So, yeah. We will keep an eye out for your upcoming uh, portraiture collection. Awesome. Thank and thank you for sharing. I've got a question for any and all of you on the panel. Uh, general uh, photo focus question regarding the regarding NFTs really. So 2021 was kind of a boom year uh, for photography in the NFT space. Many communities and DAOs formed after these initial successes. Um, and as we enter a new wave, uh, what are you seeing in the space to bring, bring photography to new collectors audiences what's working what isn't uh, what needs to change uh, open question for anyone um i can kind of pop in if uh if folks are okay with that so i think um this is something that i've i have been um like personally uh working uh a lot at um from from having been in the space for just over a year now especially in the early half of the year what i witnessed was mostly a lot of photography collecting was being done by other photographers and um that's not really a sustainable uh ecosystem because we're just basically <laughs> We're just going to keep going until we all run out and owe the government a lot of tax. Um, <laughs> because it, like, in order for the space to be healthy, we need to be bringing more people in, right? And for me, what that's meant is it's meant me getting a better understanding of Web3 in general. And so I've, I've been participating, uh, like, yeah, participating participating in web three as a whole, not just, not just the photography part of it. So 
you know, different different DAOs that have had airdrops for for people who've been eligible to claim. I've participated in those. I've been in, I think I'm in 48 discords, which is admittedly uh, like I'm not, I can't juggle at all in real life and I definitely can't uh, digitally. But um, so, you know, getting an understanding of what's going on in DAOs, like with Tally, with Snapshot, um, with um, like concepts like staking, uh, farming, um, and joining joining communities of like PFP projects that had appealed to me and that were accessible at, at my price entry level, just to be able to genuinely understand like what's attracting different people to the space. And, you know, actually some of my, some of my best friends now, I can genuinely say I have never met in person and I have, um, like had really amazing, uh, experiences and moments in Twitter spaces around like discovering new art projects or, or, you know, what have you. And just really connecting with people, and then from from that, um, that has brought more people into the photography space and being interested, and in e even asking me like, "Hey, like, you know, I I'm kind of thinking of like creating my own photography. Like, how how would I go about doing that?" And so I think that this isn't really something that's unique to the photography space it's it's any community any niche community is if you if you want it to be healthy and to be to be growing you need to have constant renewal you need to have expansion you need to be bringing in new people who who are interested in it because um otherwise you're just going to kind of stagnate right and like i think that this applies even at a community level of one pfp right we we need that same kind of engagement and being good ambassadors for the art form to the whole space, not just not just to each other as photographers. Um, so that's that's something that I've been focusing on a lot. And that is something that um, I'm hoping, as I kind of alluded to, um, that I can be more involved in the space and and continue to advocate for for artists who have been struggling or have been targeted and deplatformed in web two or have found that, you know, they've had to, they've had to operate within boundaries of, of like algorithmic safety uh, to, to kind of conform as an artist in these spaces and haven't really necessarily been able to create the type of art that they want because it's, it's too risky for their overall financial well-being. I want to help, uh, continue to advocate for, for people like that to come into the space and and to help it keep growing. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, I'd love to chime in on that too. You know, it's like I've had a lot of conversations lately with uh, with some collectors as far as like you know in the photography space and and collectors outside of the photography space. And so, you know, I think it's 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 so. I think it's so important to note that like, you know, the success that a lot of people saw with windfalls when it came to the PFP space um, really provided a lot of liquidity and provided a lot of action um, for people to start branching out and finding things like photography, one of ones, um, you know, and artists from different communities that they hadn't interacted with before. 
And that put us in this position that kind of saw us through this past year. But, you know, and having a lot of conversations with, you know, with collectors and, and artists and people trying to figure out how to navigate what is becoming a very, very broader uh, stream of information is that it's very difficult sometimes to penetrate a lot of these channels. You know, as Aaron mentioned, you know, having 48 discords open on the side. You know, if you're not someone that has been in a specific community, whether it's photography or PFPs, you know, for a while, it can be very difficult to navigate, you know, kind of where am I going? What am I supposed to be looking at? How can I trust whatever moves am I, am I making? You know, even just from the stance of like, oh, I want to invest in an artist. Like, where do I start looking? And so I think the, a lot of the conversation right now for this year, you know, I believe that this year is going to kind of be a year of like, you know, making things more accessible and outreach uh, and building these bridges to different communities. And so, you know, I mean, like we kind of took the standpoint of, you know, not only did we see that, like we thought that we needed a new entry point, you know, for people to come into the photography space from a price standpoint, but we also needed the ability to kind of, you know, package and distill all this information, um, you know, much like the one-to-one marketplaces uh, or curated platforms have done as far as being, you know, trusted places like Quantum. You know, we needed to do that with something that presented in an, you know, an artist's work in totality, you know, in the book format and did it at a price point that was um, easier for people that hadn't previously collected photography to come in and engage with. And, you know, so it's like in the Web2 world, what really held back uh, art books from being able to be, you know, really kind of come into the digital space was that they didn't exist as commodity. You know, it was like you clicked a button and you got access to some content, gated content. You know, it's, we say that over and over. It's gated content, gated content, exposure. But in this new world with this technology that exists, you know, we can build the ability to give people unique ownership over, you know, these multi-asset experiences. You know, and we can view them in these incredible environments, uh, you know, like we do with our site where it's like, you know, it, it, this this brand new ex- experience of like viewing an artist's entire work and reading about them and, and viewing all these things about them. So it's like, uh, you know, I think the, really what we're working on right now, I, or at least what I see a lot in this space is like figuring out, okay, like there's this great community that we've built in the photo system, but there's so many people that are in these vibrant PFP communities and, and other communities that, you know, really haven't penetrated that or don't know how to access it. And so now it's really about kind of bridging that gap and like, you know, how do we build this? How do we grow this? Like, cause it's, you know, as, as Aaron mentioned, it's like, we, we've done a, a great job kind of internally building this past year, but now it's about like kind of, you know, reaching a new audience and bringing new people in. And when you do that, you have to be like, you have to be a responsible steward. You know, you have to, you have to really put that olive branch out there and say like, Hey, like you can trust this. We're going to provide you all the information. We're going to kind of tell you where to look. Then you can make your own informed decisions, but you have to at least kind of create those first steps because otherwise you're just looking at a hundred discords and you don't know where to go. Yeah. I think that's what's so exciting. Can you guys hear me, actually? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's just what you're, all of what you're saying is what's so exciting about the project you guys are launching next week, which is just that, like, you know, what's amazing about photography is, you know, the, the body of work, right? And you're, like, launching bodies, a, a body of work at a price point that's available to so many people. Um, but in a way that's, like, different from... I think what we've seen from photo books before, because they're all a little bit different. They're kind of, they're acting in a way that, that, like you're saying, that builds a bridge to different kinds of communities, I think, um, that exist in the NFT space. Because I think one of the things that I'm seeing a lot is there are a lot of people who come into photography, NFT space, and kind of treat it 
in a similar way to the way that the art world treats it, which is often about restricting access. And I think within NFTs, um, it's more about open access. And obviously within the internet, we want open access. Um, and I think, you know, that's one thing that I think, you know, to bear in mind is that, you know, I don't think the photography NFT space is going to be successful if it continues to use this like old model of, you know, uh, smaller projects. I, I think one of the ways that a lot of um, in the IRL art world that people do to market photography is to market them the way you would market paintings, but like with additions, which is to say that, you know, you have um, less photography that's available by, you know, one artist. And it, so it's it the way that um, the market functions in the IRL art world is just very different from the way that, you know, we've seen things be successful um, in the NFT space. And I think the more, like exactly like you're saying, Marshall, the more bridges that we're bridging to things that are successful um, here in the way that, you know, between what's successful here and, you know, what's great about photography, um, uh, the more successful we're going to be. And I think to me, that's what's so exciting about the project, the book project you guys are launching next week. Thank you all for the insights on that. That is very, very interesting across the board from all the different uh, thoughts on that question. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, would someone like a POAP? Would someone like a POAP? Let's take a break for a moment here and uh, and announce the POAP password. We have the POAP form pinned to the top of this Twitter space panel. Uh, go feel free. Take a moment. Fill out that form uh, as we slowly start to wrap up the space. But you're going to need a secret phrase. And today's secret phrase for the POAP is photo love. All one word, all lowercase. Photo love. P-H-O-T-O-L-O-V-E. Photo love, all one word all lowercase. I'll say it again when we get a little bit closer to the end of this uh, Twitter space today, but photo love is today's POAP password. Well, another quick question for the whole panel here. I want to hear what everyone's favorite projects uh, are in this space, photography-wise, and, uh, and what are you looking forward to as kind of the next weeks and months come along? What projects are you kind of getting little inklings on that you know you want to check out? For the panel, anyone can take it. KGP NFT, hands down. That's the one I'm interested in seeing most. <laughs> Me too. Is it is it a blanket statement of KGP NFT? Is that what we're all doing? Throw up a hundred if that's what we're all yeah. looking forward to. I like it. Okay. Can you guys still throw hundreds? I can't even throw the hundred anymore. I think they took it away yeah, from my phone. Uh, oh, Chris. Oh, yeah. uh, Marshall can. Felix can. They took mine yeah. away too, Chris. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. All these whack I mean, I don't want to, like, these emojis, man. I don't know, man. They should give us more options. I don't understand why we only have these as options. I think so, too. It's like there, there's the, the waving hand. I'm 90% sure I've never done that one because right next to it is the raised hand. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. But any other projects that people are looking forward to or is the blanket stage well, HEP yeah. launching on the 25th of March for pre-sale? As for, like, favorite projects in the space, I have to say that, like, the one of the most moving and like uh, emotionally um, like captivating projects that I have come across has been has been Matthew's complicit and uh, I'm thrilled to own a piece of it as well. Um, but honestly, like I'm a giant fan of everybody on the panel, like everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm like really thrilled to be included among 
everyone um, because I'm a big fan of all of your work, even though I don't own from everyone yet, but it is definitely a goal. Um, in addition to the the uh, photo book project, uh, I'm I'm also really excited about the slide project that Felix had had mentioned that's going to be coming out so. soon, as well as Felix has been teasing some of his uh, new project um, to me as well, which I'm I'm pretty stoked about. Um, and actually, Matthew has teased some more work to me a little while ago, too, which uh, I don't know if he has plans on releasing that soon or not. But um, yeah, certainly everyone would do really well to look at all the work by by everyone on the panel and and some of it's still available. So highly recommend that. Very cool. L lots of homework to do following it. Marshall, I just saw you unmute as well. Feel free. Take it away, my man. Yeah, yeah, no, and I want to say, like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, we're launching uh, next week on the, on the 25th on Friday, uh, and we're so stoked to get this this kind of new, this new thing going in the in the photo NFT space um, and what that's going to happen. But I also just wanted to mention, um, you know, everything that On Looking's doing. Um, you know, for anybody in the audience that's like, you know, where do I keep, you know, engaging with photography? You know, learning. Okay, like, oh, maybe I'll I'll try one of the KGP books and get in there. But where do I go to? tune into something um you know the on looking uh twitter spaces i think is an incredible resource as far as what they're doing um for an ongoing project you know for people to to tune into now marshall you mentioned that kgp nft is going into pre-sale on march 25th how can people join the conversation join the pre-sale enter to join the pre-sale can you kind of break down that you know roadmap on how people can take part in this yeah, yeah. So we're um, so we're doing uh, we're we're working with Hashku, uh, who's who's handling uh, the rollout for us, um, which is amazing. Um, so we've kind of built everything really around you know the user experience, you know you know how we we developed a, a platform for people to you know really do actual Web three books. So you know working with them when it comes to rolling out you know how we're going to be doing the minting has been a fantastic experience, and I think that everyone's going to be pretty stoked uh, when they get to that point of minting and, and how that process is going to work. But right now, um, you know, we're, we've been taking, uh, you know, uh, pre-sale access, uh, you know, through our site, and uh, you just sign up with your email, hit the site up, get on that pre-sale list. Uh, interest has been incredibly strong. Uh, you know, we're so thankful for the support from the community, um, and we really want to just give, you know, get as many people involved give as many people a chance to check this out. So yeah, I definitely would say, um, you know, we're launching, you know, for 0.15 ETH, 550 unique items. Uh, we think that's a pretty exciting entry point. And we have everything from one-to-one -one images, extended editions, all this stuff that comes, you know, attached to some of these books. Um, you know, so we think there's this in pretty extreme value prop for what we're offering. And we wanted to do that so we could kind of bring new people into the photography space. We wanted to get them excited. We wanted to get them signed up on this pre-sale sheet, have them mint, you know, one of these books and have them wake up the next day and be a one-to-one -one photography collector, have them be a photo book collector and, you know, suddenly be a part of this ecosystem. So yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. We can't wait for next Friday. Um, you know, like I said, interest has been strong. So I definitely recommend, you know, getting on that, that pre-sale, uh, that raffle list. And, you know, we hope to see some of you, you know, you know, on that list. And another, Hell yeah, I'm on people, it. Hell yeah, Matthew. I'd love, love to hear that. Another place that we can continue this conversation as well, though, is the KGP Discord. Is that right, uh, Marshall? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hop in there. You know, there's there's some really we've taken so many keys from um, 
from things that have been exciting for people in, in the NFT space when it comes to what we're doing with photo books. And what I mean by that is like, there are, um, you know, there are some, you know, here's the word, but there's some utility that's included with our photo books in the sense that there are going to be, um, there are going to be items and things that pop into the photo books that you end up minting that you're going to be like, well, what is this? And so, you know, be in the discord, share what you got, ask your questions. What is this image? What is this thing on my signature page? What does this do? Well, you know, because there's going to be a lot of things that we haven't revealed yet till these books get out in the world and people start going through our, our built viewer and, and, and experience them going through them and then pop in the discord and say like, you know, what is, what is this? Like, what does this mean? Or, you know, what's happening with this? Cause there's going to be some really exciting mechanics around that. And also we're just going to be rolling all the information as far as the mint out in there. And, you know, we, we talk so much in there about photo books and, and, and kind of what that means and introduce new artists. So, yeah, we, we really like in the long run, you know, we really want to be a beacon in, in the in the space for people to come in to say, like, this is a great place for me to learn about photography. This is a great place for me to collect photography. This is like this is a place that I can trust. So, yeah, yeah definitely hop on in. The water's warm. Very cool. So even if I was a photographer who was just getting interested, maybe in the Web3 space, or also just a photographer who's a hobbyist photographer who's just picking up a camera for the first time, KGP NFT, their Discord might be uh, a great place to start to have conversations, you know, with people like yourself to kind of learn the ropes and, and you know, get some feet under them on how, on how this, not only the space works, but also how to shoot a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we just kind of we want to be we're centered on photography. I mean, we've been doing this past month and a half, we've been doing a whole initiative where we've been tweeting out through the history of photo books. So it's like, first and foremost, like we, we we're kind of built around a need. You know, we, we were built around a need that we saw where it's like we wanted to provide a new outlet for people to access photography. And that helps the whole photography community that helps all the artists helps all the collectors. So yeah, we are always going to be working on initiatives where we talk about the history of photography, we go into the history of photo books. We talk about, you know, where it's going. We talk about, you know, uh, the, the tech and everything associated. So, yeah, we, we, we definitely are, are, are going to be that kind of, uh, you know, we want to be that kind of, you know, safe space, you know, for people to enter in with photo. Very cool. So for everyone listening right now, uh, feel free, hit the link in uh, the KGP NFT up on speaker, uh, hit the link in their bio to join the discord that was a long sentence but we made it there fantastic well i just want to take a quick moment everyone on the panel please feel free to uh to pick up the mic please let everyone know where that people can find your works join your community join the conversation just a little round table to kind of kind of end off this conversation on a nice high note before we just do that i would like to say the POAP password one more time if you'd like a POAP uh, proof of attendance protocol to show that you were in today's twitter space feel free hit the twinned or excuse me the pinned tweet uh on top of the twitter space and the secret phrase for today's twitter space is photo love all lowercase all one word photo love without further ado someone please pick up the mic and tell people where they can find you <laughs> okay well i'll go first since it seems no one's in a hurry to jump in uh well you can find me in ottawa ontario if you bump into me walking around with my camera uh or you can find me online uh on my on my twitter profile i link to uh my socials my website where you can find prints of mine um or my dms are open so you can always feel free to to message me um, admittedly, usually takes me a couple of days to get 
through to people just because it's the the result of having them open. But I'm more than happy to uh, answer any questions about my my art practice or even about you know what it's like living with type one diabetes or uh, just chatting about my experiences in the space, um, offering insights, anything. Honestly, um, even just connecting um, and and meeting new people and making new friends. So please don't be shy there's no such thing as a, a bad question or a um uh or whatever so yeah really um grateful to have been invited to speak here today so yeah thanks i'll go next hi uh yeah chris graves here i just wanted to say i'm available here at chris graves or kgpn nyc um we're also available at kgp nft both on twitter and you can dm either account. I would say if you want to reach me faster, KGPNYC is where you can DM me if you have any questions. But yeah, stay in touch. Uh, we'll try to be, uh, we'll, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of things in the next few months and years. So keep in touch, peoples. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm... Yeah, Matthew, you go first, man. Uh, I'm, I'm here on Twitter and uh, the onlooking channel in the assembly discord. Um, and if you want to check out Composite, uh, it's uh, Composite by MatthewMorocco.com, reallyoncool.com, but uh, that's it. Thanks, Matthew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter here. I got links to all of my projects and everything if you want to check them out. I'm also on the Obscure Discord, working on a lot of community projects with people. My DMs are always open if you want to talk about photography, film really anything I'm, I'm down to talk for about whatever um and yeah that's good uh hey yeah, it's casey and you can find me um here on twitter my work is linked in my bio both of my collections and uh my pin tweet is my most recent collection so you can find it there um my dms are also always open um, I try to pop into spaces as much as I can, but, uh, I do work a lot, so that's hard, but I love to talk one-on-one -on -one about anything and everything, um, art related. If you have any questions about what I do, um, what I have as far as photography goes, I would love to chat and, um, thanks for having me. Hey all, thanks. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to our amazing panelists. Um, you know, it's, I can't thank them enough for their time and their insight in this space. It's, you know, I think of the magic of kind of what we're in right now is, you know, people use the word community, which is accurate. Um, but that really comes down to the individuals that, that show up. And so I can't thank them enough. My name's Marshall. You can find me at the KGP NFT, uh, Twitter account, DMs are open. You can find me in the Discord if you have direct uh, questions. Reach out anytime. I'm I'm 24-7. Like anything you got, any questions about what we're doing with the project, you want to know more about photo books, you want to know more about Web3 books, you want to know more about launch date, any of that, reach out anytime. I'm always around. So, you know, thank you so much. Fantastic. And Paul from NFT Buzz, please, people, please let people know, excuse me, where they can find you. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Paul here. It's NFT Buzz, but I think um, I'm only buzzing because of you guys. Honestly, I leave every space as we have with like new knowledge. It, it's it really incredible. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, I got a little Twitter community myself. It's like Facebook groups, but anyone could tweet in there. It's on my pinned tweet. 
You can also find me on Showtime, the Web3 social network, but mostly I'm here on Twitter. Hit me up. Yeah. I'm always very cool, Paul. One of the best in the business. Thrown over to Gabe as well. Gabe, if you want to feel free, let people know where they can find yourself and also what well, we're all building at Electro Labs, my man. Yeah, check us out. We are not photography, but we are supporters of photography. Um, the Electro Labs we got the Dreamers VX collection dropping soon, which are basically free uh, sandbox characters for uh, Dreamers holders on April 9th. Um, yeah, we got a metaverse party happening on Friday as well, and we will be out in NFCLA throwing a pizza party uh because why everyone likes free pizza and beer so come find us in uh in la in a couple of weeks he came out just a little bit laggy there so i'm just gonna kind of you know be, i'll become a narrator of gabe for a moment here throwing an uh irl event at nft la on the 29th i believe the tuesday night uh from six to eight o'clock the url if you want to come join us if you're going to be in la is nftpizza.party type that into your browser and get a free rsvp to get some free beer free pizza and some good hangs with the crew from bitlectro lab society of the hourglass and hashku got some other fun fun guests uh excuse me joining the the event as well throwing a metaverse party this friday which is going to be really exciting we're going to announce that in the next coming day or so lots going on dreamers vx launching on april 9th uh pick up your dreamers on OpenSea right now and get a 3d version of that dreamer that you can use in the sandbox lots of fun stuff going on right now at Electro Labs. Lots of fun stuff going on at KGP NFT. Everyone on the panel, thank you so much for being here today. This has been Topical Tuesday. We will catch you next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific for another topical conversation. Next week's a fun topic. We got Web3 and media personalities, which I'm so excited to chat with some media personalities about that, some influencers in the space. It's going to be a good one. We will see you there. One more time for the people in the back, scroll through the pinned tweets at the top of the Twitter space. If you want to find the PO app form, the password one last time is photo love, all lowercase, all one word, P-H-O-T-O-L-O-V-E, photo love. Let's close this thing out on behalf of myself, Jason from Bitlectro Labs. We got Gabe. We got G. Wilson from Bitlectro Labs, the team. Paul from NFT Buzz, thank you so much for being here. Let's throw up a heart one last time for all the panelists up on stage. Thanks for being thank here. Thank you, everyone. We will see you next Very Tuesday. Insightful.